0: Everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and as always, I am joined by Caroline Cavanaugh, the Mighty Linguini, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What's up, Fam?
1: What's up?
0: How we doing?
2: Hey, it's me.
0: Yeah, i and I'm glad it is you, and I'm glad everybody is here. We're having a, a wonderful time. Everyone's all either wrapped up and cozy because uh, the weather's getting chilly so we're making sure that we're all nice and warm and that we're sitting where we need to be and we're ready to play some Magic the Gathering and so uh it's been uh you know uh, I, I would say compared to the last few weeks relatively calm you know we haven't had any more new formats uh, announced we haven't had uh any other like humongous uh events happen in
2: Magic the Gathering but the,
1: <laughs> oh, it's can, still can, can I just say that Brasky clearly hasn't been on Twitter today <laughs>
2: I was gonna let him go with that one. But mm-hmm. Yes, just Twitter no. has been blowing up.
3: Well, we we've had like the longest lunch of history yes. of magic. I think, there right?
1: so many good lunch memes. I have never laughed so hard.
0: Before I was so rudely interrupted by finishing my sentence, I was gonna say until today. Now I'm gonna generate a bunch of interruption memes. That's all I'm gonna do. But before we get to uh, that that longest lunch in magic history. We need to know how everyone's week has been so far. So, Caroline, we'll start with you. How's your week been?
1: It's been pretty good since we last spoke. I uh, didn't play any arena <laughs> up until this weekend uh, that just passed. On Saturday, I went to an arena tournament that was IRL. I always think that's very funny. Um, I hadn't really been playing. I also am not. Okay. I haven't really been playing, but I um, decided to play the black-green Adventure deck, which I thought was interesting. I guess I just didn't feel like the time. Um, I did make top eight, but it was a pretty small, like twenty person event. I wouldn't take a lot of stock in that. I don't think the deck was very good. I, I played against Blue Green Flash, and uh, I played against in the Swiss, and then I played against the same player in the top eight, and they went on to win the tournament. But after I played my match, I just like got up and I was just walking away, and I was just texting. And I, I was just texting my friend, I was like, I have never been so physically angry after playing Magic. And my opponent didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I just like can't stand the blue-green flash deck. I just can't do it. I'm I'm, I'm in out. the same
0: camp as you. If I ever see a flash deck, it just I don't it hits on every nerve of tilt that I that exists for me in terms of styles of play I hate to go against.
2: Is this more or less than Tron Mulligan to three natural Tron? I'm just curious. Oh,
3: Where and Maryland love loves Tron. It's yeah, going to be the that she right. Mulligan to three, and then played Tron on three, and then played so- Karn as the only draw card. She's <laughs> yeah.
1: Sounds great to me. Yeah, I really don't like playing against Blue Green Flash. It. I think the fundamental thing that really bothers me is just how much you have to change like your typical play pattern when you play. Like I'm used to like drawing my card for turn going to attack with the creature I played the previous turn and then making decisions based on what happened. But now you have to like pause and be like, okay, they have the one, one flash. That's okay for me. They have the two, two flash. That's bad for me. <laughs> and just all of these, I don't know. It just, every decision is so annoying. And sometimes you want them to play a creature so then you can resolve a spell. But I just left the, the theater, like the main stage just so angry. It was kind of insane.
0: Eric, what about you? How's your week been?
3: I just want to say that I'm the exact opposite of Caroline. I love playing against Blue-Green Flash because I always play really terrible creatures uh, for really cheap amounts of mana, and then they're just like, if they want to counter it, they can. It's just a 1-1 one, one for 1.
1: I mean, I was too, though, Like, I was, too, fun-
3: Eric.
1: Like, oh, I was playing you- the Green-Black Adventure deck.
3: Oh, I mean, but like the thing is, is like your cards cost more mana on average, right? Like,
1: Not Murderous that- Rider
3: still costs 3 mana.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah.
3: And like Ranko costs four. Like, I have mm-hmm. Venerated Locks it on, and that's probably it. Yeah.
1: That yeah. they
3: actually want to counter. But I mean, that's just that's just the difference in deck styles.
1: I liked when they were playing Ogo for a little while because their deck was worse. So
3: nice. it was great. <laughs> they played a Sorcerer Speed card.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, I love this. This is great. I can resolve a spell. Um,
3: but anyway, so in my week in Magic, I took a break from some testing for my stream's sake uh played a bunch of Pioneer because people really didn't want to see Standard, but when I wasn't streaming, I played a lot of Limited, uh, and then I also played some Standard, and then uh, later on, I'll get to talk to you about the PTQ that I also played on Saturday, uh, which was also Standard, where I played Green-White Adventures with a little bit of a twist.
0: Oh, so no Flash for you then?
3: No, uh, I, I am not a Flash player. I'll cast my Savannah Lions on turn one. Thank you. Conan Hawk does not like flashing. Now we know that. Sean, how how was your week?
2: Yeah, it was it was pretty average, I guess you could say. My PTQ that I played with Hawk was medium at best. I did get to play some fun Magic. Didn't have to play against Oko very much, but that was because I was in the 0-1 bracket right away. Um, but after that, I got to play a bunch of Pioneer pre bands so my testing is basically useless, but uh, I am playing Modern this week for a Modern tournament I have this weekend and getting myself ready for Columbus, so... I'm jamming some Okos in my modern deck and seeing how that goes. So it's been a pretty good week so far.
1: Is it your modern burn deck?
2: (laughs) No, it's my nice green-white creature deck, and I get to play blue cards now for
3: once. Sean, if you play the burn deck, you can play at instant speed. It Make it feel like blue-white control.
1: Okay, I just need to know. So, okay, Brasky, I don't know if you saw, but there was a deck list that got published today. It was a 5-0 deck list, and it's it's mostly mono red burn but it's playing bump in the night so it's kind of a different version but it can produce all five colors of mana and it plays one delver of secrets in the main and one oko in the sideboard and we can't really decide if the person did it well i guess they did it as a troll but still it's a pretty good troll is there a burn
2: spell that starts with the word delve That they, like, typed in on accident?
1: Well, the thing that I was bothered by was they weren't even playing tribal flames. I was just so upset. I was like, if you're going to produce all five colors, just play the freaking card. I wouldn't even
0: call it a troll at that point. I would just call him a hero.
1: Just
0: making a a glorious point with that.
1: Well, they might be trying to do the thing. Like, there's a theory where if, like, a card is in too many decks... It's like it helps gets it banned, so maybe that's what they're trying to do.
3: Oh god, I hope that's the real thing. I hope they're just like this. Oco will put. Oko over the top. Yeah, you, you could see that BNR
0: <laughs> announcement like in the blog post when they're explaining why. It's like, you know, it was in a, a significant amount of decks, but once we discovered that mono-red players were playing Oko, <laughs> we knew that was the straw that broke the camel's back and now we're banning I'm
1: pretty it. sure we just broke it. We figured out why they did it.
2: I don't know if you remember playing Treasure Cruise in your burn deck. This is like the next step past that. So.
1: Yeah, that wasn't like that, that was Tribal Flames, right? The Treasure Cruise of the Tribal Flames?
2: No, that was just like... Red, blue, burn, and oh, the other blue okay. card is for Treasure Cruise. This is just one step past that now. Now
3: we're playing Oko for the burn mirror. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't win the burn mirror against the Oko deck. Or against I, was the about Oco
1: to, I was about to say they could just play Treasure Cruise, and then I realized this wasn't Pioneer. <laughs> I got so mixed up. How did that card net get banned? Okay, that's for later, though.
2: Maybe Monday. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah,
0: we'll find out. Because now <laughs> Maybe we...
1: after dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: after dinner. Well, depending on the uh, the eating habits of the Magic the Gathering team, we usually are going to find out some more stuff uh, on Mondays about the Pioneer format, which, lo and behold, uh, we eventually found out something. Uh, well, we are recording on a Monday, so it was mere hours ago. They said ah, a little bit after lunch. Uh, that's what we're going to do, a little bit after lunch. And then a few hours after lunch, and you know, maybe their lunch turned into a happy hour, and their happy hour turned into, uh, well, who knows what it turned into after that. But eventually... They've finally released a banned and restricted announcement uh, for the Pioneer format, and they have made three bans. They have Feldar Guardian, Leyline of Abundance, and Oath of Nyssa, which is, uh, I think, the the most like hmm uh, card to be announced of those three uh, of what they're banning. So, um, in the big kind of. Sentiment that I feel a lot of people are making is that like Feldar Guardian, okay, yeah, makes sense. Leyline of Leyline of Abundance, yeah, okay. Ramp decks are kind of kind of nuts, um, especially with uh, with what the green decks are doing. But when it came to Oath of Nyssa, a lot of people are under the idea uh, or the feeling that it really isn't. It's just it's not covering. It's not taking care of the problem. It's it's that Oath of Nyssa is really just a symptom of the larger problem. The problem being. Three mana planeswalkers. So, what are what are y'all's opinions of this ban announcement? I mean, it just came out; it's only a few hours old at this point, but a lot of people are already um, forming their opinions from it. Now uh, Eric, let's start. Let's start with you. What's your thought on it?
3: Uh, so, first, I want to touch on Oath of Nyssa because I I think I might have a, a theory on that. So, when Modern started, uh, Storm was a very very powerful um, deck, just in the format, right? and one of the things that they did to weaken the storm deck was to get rid of ponder and preordain. And the reason behind that is just like just like card selection. And I think with Oath of Nyssa and with Once Upon a Time, you just get these like creature combo decks that have a lot of uh, card selection um, for very, very cheap. Yeah, so you cause... get to see Oath of Nyssa in like Felidar Guardian and you get to see it in like Kethys. Yeah, Oath of right?
0: Nyssa was essentially just like a green ponder, right?
3: Exactly. So, by getting rid of those, it weakens those creature-based combo decks. Even though we did see Dark Guardian leave, it might nod to the fact that, like, they just think that Kethis is going to be the next Dark Guardian's type card. And getting rid of that card preemptively just means that these decks that are built like the Dark Guardian decks just don't come around. But my my the, the point I wanted to make, I guess, at the beginning was kind of like, I think that this is, like, actually like a really cool thing that they're doing. Um, basically coming out every Monday and saying we're going to look at the format and maybe there's no bands, but like obviously this time there was, but just looking at it every Monday and just going, okay, this weekend, X was a problem. We fixed it. And next weekend, Y is a problem. And we fixed it. And then like eventually getting to a point where there's like a quote real end quote band list where they, they built it organically. They built it by playing a bunch of magic and just figuring out exactly what they wanted the ban list to look like and then you don't end up with like Stoneforge Mystic being banned in modern and people, you know, saying for like years going unbanned Stoneforge Mystic, it's not even that good and then we get it in modern and they're like, "Oh yeah, it wasn't that good." But now you can go back and be like, "This card was a problem, here's why and this is the reason we banned it." And you know, you don't get those arguments. You just like know that this ban list makes sense. Do
0: you see it at some point? I mean, it, obviously they're going to make more bannings as the weeks go on. Obviously they'll probably slow down with the bannings at some point, but do you see them just as quickly unbanning a card if they realize that it wasn't an issue like after a few more rounds of bannings they can come back and say you know what actually uh oath of nissa wasn't uh, a huge problem and now that we've banned Oko and teferi and all these other things that are going on uh the oath of Nyssa is unbanned do you see them making that judgment just as quickly uh or do you just think that they're going to just continue on with these bannings in a pretty relatively quick process
3: i would assume that the unbannings were going to be something that's difficult And the reasoning behind that is just that they had a reason for banning the cards. And then there would have to be, like, pretty good evidence that there's a deck that is not viable because the card's gone. So, like, an example of that is, like, you ban Oath of Nyssa, and you just need a card that can play... So that you could play, like, a deck that doesn't have a lot of creatures or a lot of Planeswalkers, but it needed that selection so that Oath of Nyssa can kind of go in that area. And then maybe could also, like, mana fix to, like, play all these Planeswalkers but that being said it's like it's it would have to be like really really weird circumstances for like that to be obvious to be unbanned but they could be like say like maybe it's just not powerful enough and unbanned it like we've seen that with um i mean obviously it ended up being poor i guess i'll use uh, bloodbraid elf as an example where they banned um they banned bloodbraid elf and then they un- ended up being like oh it's death right charm and then bloodbraid elf got to come back in so i, c- I could see it being something like that maybe
2: yeah, I kind of disagree with you on one aspect. I think the precedent that they're setting with these ban and restricted updates every Monday is a little bit of what Brasky was saying was maybe they're going to do the cyclical thing where they're going to ban something, like ban a couple problem cards, and then maybe unban it for a little bit, and then ban it again if it becomes an issue. But I kind of, you know, grabbing my tinfoil hat, I wonder if that's what they're thinking of doing. Otherwise, the We're just going to ban something every Monday. Thing like sounds a little strange to me. I like the idea of the precedent they're setting where they're going to make an announcement every Monday. And to me, that sounds like they'll ban something when it's an issue. And then they want to try to keep the card pool as open as possible and maybe unban things when people start grabbing their pitchforks. And like, you know, the unbanned Stoneforge Mystic doesn't become a thing in Pioneer just because now they're able to unban things a little bit quicker um, with the amount of Pioneer that's getting played. So I kind of disagree with you on that aspect, Hawk. So I'm a little excited to see. I think they are going to unban things as they come up, but I mean, only time will tell. I mean, I don't think it'll be anytime soon, but I would expect unbannings a lot faster than anything that would happen in Modern or Legacy.
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm buying with what you're selling, Eric. I I don't really like that they banned Oath of Nyssa. I, I think, so... The idea that they're trying to like fix this format by letting players play it and then decide what's happening was what they said, but the Nexus deck won the tournament. <laughs> Sahili didn't even win the tournament. The, I don't even I, think Sahili's numbers were outrageous.
3: The reason that the Sahili numbers um, were actually really good wasn't because of the PTQs. It's because the top three trophy leaders on on MTGO all play the same deck, which is the four color fellow Dark Guardian.
1: Yeah, I I can understand that. I just think that like not even addressing Nexus, I think, is a concern.
3: I mean, I'll uh, definitely agree with that. I definitely thought there was going to be something like dig through time taken out on this one.
1: Yeah, I also don't like. I actually don't like nerfing decks with bands. I think it's better to slow decks down. So I actually am completely on board with taking out Layla and Abundance. I think um, the mono green deck, you know, can still do stuff. I don't know how much stuff it won't be able to do. Turn 2 Nissa anymore, but I think the mono-green deck will still find a way to be a thing, and it, it should be okay going forward. I, the cat deck just can't exist going forward, but I guess it really couldn't exist anyway without the combo, so I, I don't know. But the Oath of Nyssa to me just doesn't make sense. There, it wasn't it wasn't in the mono-green deck, right?
3: Uh, it was in the mono-green deck, I believe, and then okay. it was also in the Kethys deck.
2: Oath of Nyssa was in the green deck because you
1: wanted the... Well, no, so, I was, I, I was talking to people and like the the one pip wasn't really great. Like, uh, once upon a time or as a UAT was just better in that green deck. So I, well, I mean, I once know. upon
3: a time is just insane. That I yeah. thought that was another card they could look at too.
1: Yeah. So I I feel like I know that that uh, oath was in the Cathys deck, but I actually think that that's fine. The Cathys deck wasn't great. <laughs> like, I don't like that these like. They need decks in their format is what I'm trying to say. Like I understand the cat deck being banned. I know that the turn two nisses were too much and I understand that with the ley lines. I'm just not seeing, I just can't make the lines of connection. It's, it's not quite the same, but it's a little bit like when they ban Emrakul, um, Reflector Mage and Smuggler's Copter all in the same go. Like you got the first two, you understood that Emrakul was busted, uh, Smuggler's Copter is too good, but the Reflector Mage you're like, well, uh, okay. I can get on board. And then you're bringing up unbannings, uh, Shauna, And I just... I, they're not going to do it. Like, they're just not going to... They're not going to have time to think about the unbannings. Like, they forgot... About, I swear they probably forgot about Rampaging Frosted on until the end. They're like, oh, shoot. Shoot, we should... Damn it. <laughs>
3: Number three. What? Come on. Is that no, four? It's three.
0: It's three and a half. Three and a half. We'll
1: yeah, talk. the other one was fake. I didn't actually say anything. You're asking just be, leave me out. Um But I, I think they're like, oh no, we forgot about this card. We should probably go uh on it. I really don't think that it's gonna be that proactive, Sean. I don't know. But I'm I have concerns about the Oth so I think it's addressing the formatting correctly
0: a lot of people point out once upon a time as being the actual thing that they should have banned if they're going to ban a card like oath of nissa did do you think that they avoided doing something like that uh strictly because of how new that card is and they want (laughs) it to be relevant and standard as opposed to it's like it's like that meme where the guy it's it's that one where he kind of he points a gun and shoots somebody and comes back and blames somebody else for doing what he just did so it's like once upon a time kills oath of nissa and just goes oath why did you do that how dare yeah. you? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's gonna be an issue that like Magic players will just know as a thing. Like it is very very rare for them to ban even in exter- like Eternal formats to ban a new card from a set that th- that's selling things off the shelf. It's just it's just too hard for them. And I think here that they really don't have to. Like now they take they took away Abundance. It's not like ooh what's gonna ruin the format. I think it should go eventually. But I I understand that it's not gonna be their first card. And I actually am okay with that. I I will say, I I jumped in because I was really frustrated about this Oath thing, but I really want to just comment on the magic community as a whole. Like, can Wizards just learn that we are basically all children and you can't tell a child, like, hey, we're going to do this activity at one o'clock or after lunch, let's be real, and then not do it? Like, we were all... Freaking children, just sitting on the internet yelling. But you said we were gonna do it after lunch. Why are not we going swimming right now? <laughs> we, the whole internet just lost you their mind. You said in it's, the water park at one. Yes, you said right after lunch. I finished my lunch in ten seconds. I want to go to the water park. <laughs> like, it was. I, at first, I was like watching all the the tweets and like they weren't very clever in the beginning. They were just like like weird puns on on lunch. But then, like, they just started to roll and grow on me. And I was like, wow, I'm on. Like, I want all of these memes. I want them all. <laughs> they were just so funny. And, even- and I've never seen internet, like, I've never seen the information reach so quickly. Like, I'm actually, like, refreshing Twitter to try and be, like, the first one. <laughs> and then I'm in a room with a bunch of friends. And so we all get it. And, like, two people yell at the same time what happened. <laughs> like, out, like, what, the bannings. But then my, like, Discord and my Facebook and, the, like, WhatsApp just... All at the same time was like all oh, these cards are banned. It was it was very funny. It was like I felt like I was there when it happened. Kind of
0: <laughs> My favorite was like in between uh, the announcement saying, "Oh, it's going to come after lunch," and then you get on the Magic: The Gathering spot. There were still a couple of like random, probably scheduled tweets. So even more so, it's like, "Hey, we're going to go to the water park after lunch," and then you get in the car, and they're like, "Hold on, I got some errands to run. We're going to stop by the That's pharmacy." Not- you know then we got we got to go to the the shoe repair store for some reason and then afterwards like oh we got that doctor's this appointment this is
1: not the water park mom
0: <laughs> i know it's i know it's not the water park honey but trust me we have to stop by this really <laughs> cute antique store before we go to the water park and you're just On like i made this
1: cool Delves. video <laughs> yeah. um and then yeah i don't know the i originally i actually thought they weren't going to make any bands i i didn't feel like there was any deck that was like ruining play like I think people were still enjoying what they were doing, but then when it became like this giant meme of a, a lunch delay, it was quite clear they were making an announcement because they were writing some article. Like I assume what happened was they spent the morning like negotiating and talking, like what are we gonna ban, what are the decks, what card, blah blah blah. Not once upon a time, cool, moving on. <laughs> um, and then they had to write an article, and, and you know that does take time. It takes time to like write it and prep it and edit it and stuff. So I I understand why, but it was it was quite funny. <laughs>
3: So, and, and Can let's, you imagine if they just like came back at like 6 p.m. their time and they were like, oh, we did, we came to the conclusion of nothing. Just move along.
1: We
2: you thought you guys that? figured that out already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite meme was hands down the like the, well, they use the Marshall one. So the Marshall's like, the saying, Marshall no, great. And, and, and it's like, uh, talking about pioneer pants and then the, the yes is the all you can eat bottomless <laughs> pasta at olive garden i was just losing my my stuff i was just losing <laughs> i was just so excited well,
0: let's let's go around yeah, and do a answer quick
1: myself yeah see that well done
0: well done <laughs> but let's do a quick go around uh, go around starting with conan we'll go to sean and we'll go to <clears throat> to caroline so next monday uh, the monday after these bannings and restrictions um, is there anything else on the chopping block considering the the reasoning for this time around was powerful card selection explosive starts that aren't, it can't be answered and, and something that threatens metagame diversity. So this upcoming Monday, if they do ban anything, well, what card or cards do you think get banned this next Monday?
3: Uh, if I had to choose one or if I had to choose uh, something, I think it would be the two delve cards. I think it would, uh, it would be Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time. I think those are the easiest ones to to break. We've seen it in the Nexus deck, uh, use, utilizing Dig Through Time. Uh, it helps out that deck with, finding two pieces of a combo you could find like your next is a fate and then your next card to find the next next is a fate um and then the other one being uh treasure cruise which like is utilized pretty well by the phoenix decks uh and then any other deck that just like has something like that where you can play a bunch of spells and get a big graveyard and then just refuel for one blue is pretty pretty impressive
2: yeah i mean i would kind of agree the delve spells are probably up next on the you know watsi's most wanted list so that's probably up there. And then I would think the Thoughtseize, while some people think Police is the format, it leads to some kind of meh magic. So that, I think that's probably another card they're watching. Other than that, I mean, I think other people are calling for like guy Ascendancy. I think that card's reasonable. Deathrite Shaman, I just don't think is good enough without Fetchlands. That card's probably never getting touched, but I would think the Delve cards are probably the next big contender.
3: I did want to point out or point or say one more thing I guess. Um one of the cards I did forget is if there is a good combo deck that's in blue and white still. So like Just and Seek is like a, a thing there. And like if you if you can or if that deck does take off, I could see something like Teferi uh Time Raveler getting a ban as well just because the the one re- reason I didn't like Teferi currently uh, like with the with the Felidar Guardian decks and stuff like that was it was impossible to interact with the Felidar Guardian decks once, like, it, they had, like, Veil of Summer and they had Teferi. It's like you can't you can't play an instant to stop their combo if they have a Teferi in play. And then, like, they, they also utilize it really well. So if there was something like um, some sort of blue-white combo-style deck, I could see something like Teferi. But, like, with the banning of Felidar Guardian, that card might just, like, not be as problematic, which might actually just be, like, a pretty good reason for another, or another good reason for um, like Philadelphia Guardian getting banned.
0: Caroline, do you think there's something that's coming in that's going to prevent you from going to park. the water park?
3: <laughs> um, So, correct me
1: if I'm wrong, I don't believe there's any major Pioneer events this weekend. Like, oh, I guess... I think
3: there's a PTQ on Moto.
1: Is there? Because it was PT... There usually isn't events on PT Weekend. Is that CGCon this weekend? No, that's the fall weekend, which is, is what it? I was okay. going to talk
2: about. Oh, yeah, this is the Pro Tour.
1: There Maybe there's a PTQ. I don't know. I'm... I would like to say there would be no bans. I think it would be pretty brutal for them to ban it on the Monday right before the Invitational. I know the Invitational kind of like, you know, it was like, (laughs) I use a lot of kid and family references, but I felt like the Star City like asked their parents for something in public so they had to say yes and then afterwards realized the consequences of that maybe (laughs) so they like announced they were doing the pioneer switch and then after they're like oh wait mom and dad still have a lot of power so i don't know i think a banning on monday could be pretty brutal for them since their event is the following weekend but i'm not sure i I would like to say no banning but i've also said that a lot i feel like that's my most common stance is no ban (laughs) i have faith
2: the one thing I'm kind of interested in about, because I know you said that Teferi, time Raveler is kind of like may a maybe. I think if Teferi got banned, I feel like Marvel just becomes a lot better than it is already. Because Teferi what stop or Teferi's one of the things that stops Marvel from being egregious. I think that if Teferi got banned, I wonder if Marvel just becomes like an overwhelming force.
1: I have issue I I mean, I've already said it. I really want to avoid banning entire decks. I I like... I'm actually okay with a dig in Treasure Cruise ban, because I think that it makes decks like Nexus and Phoenix still a thing, um, but they're slowed down. I I think, yeah, I think getting rid of Teferi, it's kind of the opposite effect, but it, it will create like a a great space for the marble deck, so I, I don't know. It's very weird. I'm not... I guess I'm not a great person to pick bans, because I'm always like, but what about their feelings?
3: I mean, the thing about the Marvel deck, though, that that always gets me is like at the end of the day, it's almost just like a block deck. (laughs) It's like the weird thing to be. I mean, just, like playing this block deck, but it's like it's a good block.
2: I don't know. Someone like 40 of the same cards. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) Someone brought up a
1: point that it was like the Marvel deck was only good in standard once there were other bannings. So maybe like it's not actually that powerful of a standard deck, but I'm also just not sure that that's true. Like it's. It puts in an for free. Can't be bad.
2: Delirium was playable when Marvel was legal, right? Because they were from the same block.
3: Then Emmercool got banned.
2: Yeah. I feel like Feldar Guardian was the best deck to be playing while Marvel was before Marvel got to the throne, right?
1: Well well, they banned Felidar.
3: You could play Felidar Guardian combo in Marvel.
1: Oh yeah, that happened for a bit. What what (laughs) card did they ban from Marvel? Do they ban a little longer or do they just wait for it to rotate?
2: They banned Marvel.
1: Oh, they banned Marvel the card. Okay. Yeah, they
2: banned aetherworks Marvel.
3: And it Too And, many it, it,
0: and its feelings down. were very much hurt when that happened.
1: Yeah,
3: there's but been it's a lot feelings. of feelings. It didn't. It didn't stop team or Energy from being good.
1: <laughs> and Brasky, as much as I hope you love Magic right now, just just know this didn't used to happen. I swear. <laughs>
2: The best podcasts about...
1: were so boring back then. There was never bans. Yeah.
2: The <laughs> best part about the teamer deck was like, hey, we're just going to play the same deck, but now we don't have a four mana artifact in our deck, so we just play this giant Hydra instead. That's
1: we're just going to so. play <laughs> a three mana 3-2 three that draws us a card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then get so it banned. Yeah. <laughs> How did Rogue Refiner get that? What <laughs> a f- the sins of I our. I mean, that was just like a... Right?
3: A little bit of a misunderstanding of like how energy works, right? They they wanted it. They wanted to like I I applaud them for making the the mechanic because it's just it. They didn't realize how much of a card energy was, and I think that's. But it like it them pushing that means that you know they wanted to make a mechanic that was good enough to play and wasn't just going to shy away from making something. I guess bad like a bad energy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I'm super super into exploring new spaces and yeah. Magic. Like I love energy i loved vehicles i think vehicles is one of my favorite things that they actually got right for the most part well, one thing that i was listening to it uh from a different podcast <laughs> um they it's not that like individual as you said individual cards and energy were busted it's just that they accumulated to be a whole card like too quickly i guess yeah.
2: um
1: I and it's it was hard to see that like that that energy mistake seems more likely to happen because of how it like it, it kind of snowballed into a mistake whereas Oko is like that one's harder to understand because you spend like two minutes playing with the card and you're like whoa so it <laughs> goes up it just only goes up i don't understand
3: yeah it, it took me exactly the the preview event where i was trying to like put that seven six troll into play that you can like sacrifice food and then i put it into play and it immediately became a three three and i was like whoa why did my 7-6 trampoline Vigilance thing just become a 3-3 three, three with no abilities? I worked so hard to put that into play.
1: Like, it's so crazy to me that you play Oko on 6, or you play Oko plus it to 6, you target one of your creatures, like, one ones. like, you target their 1-1 uh, one, one that draws a card when they play an adventure spell, and they can still attack you for 3, and you still have an Oko on 3 next turn. Like, <laughs> you give them a 3-3, three, three, and you're still okay. <laughs> like, that's... Oh, that's a whole other argument and a whole other podcast. My favorite meme that's
0: going around right now is those. You know, it's the uh, the South Park and it's gone, except now they have Oko's face on it, just going and it's an elk.
1: Oh, my favorite meme is the one with. Do you know when like death comes to visit, and like usually it's like they say like, oh, like have I been a good a good boy or a girl, and so then this one is like, uh, Oko's like, wait, you're coming so soon? I was just released. And then Death's like, sorry, guy sorry, man. I'm like you gotta go. And then it's just a picture of like Death being turned into an elk. <laughs> like I just loved it so much. It was great. Meme There's format. one thing
2: magic players are good at it's making memes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> My favorite was when Nexus of Fate was banned in Best of One in Arena and they had the same thing where it's like it's going towards the pearly gates and usually, you know, it's like, Oh, was I a good person? No, I'm told you were the best. And then Nexus of Fate goes, Oh, was I a good card? And then it just goes, No. And that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it shuffles back in memes, man can we have a can we make a spin-off podcast just talking about our favorite memes we saw on the internet
3: perfect <laughs> that um, one might be too long though <laughs> yeah. well
1: conan you you probably eric you probably can't be there because you don't know anything about fun so
3: i mean i know about memes i read them all day do you he... laugh
1: at them? I don't understand.
3: Is I it like just smirk silence. At them. Is
1: your room just silence all the time? <laughs> I show them sure to you Serena, one of the... and
3: Serena comes <laughs> back and tells me if they're funny, but she doesn't play magic, so it's kind of. It's true. The,
1: the thing I share the most with my boyfriend is the uh, the alien comics, the, like four panels of oh, aliens, yeah, and they're always so like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're always like I, um... I show
3: those to Serena all the time too. She I... never gets them. A...
1: Eric, I feel like secretly that just might be you. Like they, they might just be based on your life. I'm not sure though.
3: I mean, the the alien comic one is like speaks deeply to me. I read like almost all. It's basic. I'll send, it's basically autobiographical.
1: I'll send them to you guys. They're very funny. There's some been some very good ones recently.
0: Eric, is okay, it well true, We have. Is it true, <laughs> Eric, that you're just like an alien impersonating
3: a magic player? Uh I don't know what you're saying. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
1: no, Eric, you're supposed to say I am a human.
3: <laughs> oh, I messed that up.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Which Try is again. just what
0: an alien would do.
1: No, an alien would get it right.
0: That's yeah, true. Well, Eric uh, was, you know, whether or not Eric is actually human, uh was brought up this past weekend considering his uh, recent performance at a little local tournament that he was working on. Uh you know, we had we heard from Caroline last week about her experience uh at GP Phoenix. And uh, Eric, this time you had your chance to kind of uh, dip your toe into trying beating Oko. Uh, So tell us a little bit about uh, the tournament you played in this past weekend and how you did.
3: Uh, Yeah, so I played a PTQ, uh, which is great to say. I'm glad that they're back. We had uh, 71 players show up at our local PTQ. And like I said before, I played Green White Adventures uh, with a slight blue splash. The only blue card in the entire 75 was Disdainful Stroke. Uh, the Soltai Oko decks are now playing Massacre Girl in their deck, uh, sometimes in the main, sometimes in the sideboard, but they, they usually play them. And that is the single hardest card for my deck to beat, so I decided to play some Disdainful Strokes to counteract that. And it kind of paid off. Um, throughout the tournament, I played against Mono Red and Gruel for my first two rounds, and then I played against Soltai Food for the next uh, five rounds until uh, f- into the top eight. Um, it would have been six, but we drew the last round. And I went four two and one overall on the day um, against the sultai food deck uh, losing in the finals and then also losing in the Swiss to to the Soltai food deck but beating it four times on the way um it's like a, it was pretty impressive uh, I think anyway because the the tournament had some pretty uh, pretty great players uh, multiple people making like top eights of GPS um, one of one a a uh, pro tour in Wyatt Derby got to play him in round 6 i believe it was of the swiss um so yeah i think i think it was like a pretty sweet tournament
0: and in your opinion how did you go a little bit deeper into how you felt about your deck your deck choice how you felt like it did against the field did you do you think you piloted it uh, optimally or did you leave did you leave something out there
3: um i think the deck choice was was solid uh, green white adventures has a really, really good matchup against the, the food decks when they're not playing something like Massacre Girl or Legion's End uh, to kind of stop you. But um, it does, it, like I said, it does have a problem with like Massacre Girl. So like that's like a little bit of a um, a nod towards like where the matchup's getting a little bit worse over time and maybe it's becoming a worse, met- or, like a worse choice. But with how much the food are fighting each other, I think the choice is still pretty good. I think I played it pretty well. Um, i i think i might have boarded a little bit um incorrectly in certain spots i think that the once upon a time should probably stay in the deck 100 of the time and i don't think that um i don't think that i i i i guess i just boarded them out too often just like shaved on them too often um and i i'm i'm learning more as i as i test some more that i i should just keep all four in because. In the salt and the the Oko decks, you can board them out because you're boarding in spells. But in my deck, because you play so few lands, you just need them in your deck to find lands a lot of the time.
0: And what was like the the general conversation that you found? You know, it, you know, maybe chatting with Wyatt or anybody else that was that was down there. Was the prevailing conversation just? Uh, oh my God, Oko, when is this thing going to be gone? Or was there a, a lot of discussion over, you know, I think we found something. I think that maybe Oko's days are numbered. Uh, or, or was it strictly just about, you know, playing the Pioneer format? Uh, what was some of the, the conversations you saw players having over that weekend?
3: The conversations, a lot of it was just how to beat the Oko deck. How are you going to take your deck and beat the Oko deck? And for the most people, it was which Oko deck was the best in the mirror. Um, so like Soltai, um, Simic, um you know bant like what flavor of oko uh, even like the four color sacrifice what color of oko beats the other oko decks and um like that's the that's like the thing is like what that's like gonna be the 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 question for the pro tour right what deck beats the other oko decks and um i don't know like everyone kind of had their own conclusions had their own thoughts um people like nauseous grass people like either either gust people liked um Mass manipulation, but for me personally, um, I'll probably, I'll, I'll be bringing this, this green white adventures deck to the, to the MC. Um, and then, uh, just like finding a way to answer massacre girl. Cause I, I feel like I've, i basically have been a favorite in all of the food matchups, except for when massacre girl comes down and that might be a problem. Um, but with my, my, uh, experience with the food decks, I feel like at a very big disadvantage against the the better players that play the food decks. If if somebody's like a little more skilled or a little more experienced in the matchup, then I, um, I just like kind of fall behind. And at this point I can't get enough experience with the food decks to kind of catch up to, especially somebody like, you know, like you're going to play against hall of famers. You're going to play against, uh, MPL players and stuff like that. And they're just going to, they're going to be much more versed in the matchup than I am. Did you think about
0: I... splashing blue and putting Oko in your sideboard?
3: Um, uh, uh, there there is come blue up.
0: in
1: Eric's deck today. I can tell you that.
3: <laughs> yeah, there the, are uh, some
1: disdainful strokes, right? or they really disdainful strokes? Oh yeah.
3: Disdainful stroke is uh is great. The the problem with Oko in my deck is that uh it doesn't really lend itself to the strategy, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: it makes your one-ones into three threes. That sounds great.
3: <laughs> yeah, but if I get enough venerator and un- and unbreakable formations, it just does that. Any.
1: <laughs> I was watching Eric's stream today and and he's like, oh man, like like, I don't have any Anthem effects, like, I, in my hand. And I was like, he doesn't really, like, what creatures give plus one, plus one to his team? Because in my opinion, like, I always think of Anthem effects in terms of creatures. Like, there's been various creatures in the past that give plus one, plus one to your attackers or whatever. Um, or, like, humans or vampires or whatever. And so, then he's like, yeah, like, I really hope I draw, um, what is the uh, unbreakable sorcery?
3: The I'm
1: like, unbreakable? Or locks it on. I was like, oh, wow, those are anthems. It was very funny. I just didn't think of it that way. Um, I wanted to go back to this. I wanted to jump in, but you were all talking and whatever. But I just wanted to go back to the point of, sorry, you played Wyatt in your PTQ. And were you victorious? Uh,
3: I did beat Wyatt in, uh, I think it was three games. In three games. Uh, awesome. So there was you actually, game...
1: well, well, you joined a really specific club.
3: Yeah, you, what you club was that?
1: It's a a club of members of this podcast that have beaten Wyatt.
3: And nice. so far, is it it's just person? you and me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: figured
3: Unbeatable,
1: it was two I have I mean, him in
2: Phoenix. I'm undefeated against Wyatt Darby, too. You
1: so. haven't played against <laughs> haven't Wyatt Darby. I'm, I'm not.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: I've never, uh, yeah, I mean, I've never lost. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's just because Wyatt is afraid to come to my level of, you know, gold constructed <laughs> and standard.
1: That's probably that's, not <laughs> even true. Legitimately, like, if you've met Wyatt, that's not even true. I believe he'd be willing to play literally anyone anytime. It's pretty <laughs> He's true. He's one of the person. nicest
3: people in Magic. Wyatt loves the Magic
1: yeah he i he was like he lost against me so that put him at x4 i think or maybe even x5 and he still played the whole rest of the tournament like he just just kept going and just had a great time i, I was i enjoyed we had a really fun match actually and it sounds like I, also, Eric, I, cut, I cut you off you might have also had a good match
3: oh no we had a really good match the the one of the things i did want to bring up is uh i also played brandon nelson who's like a local minnesotan player and um in the, if you go back a few episodes, I talked about playing in a sealed that also had a top eight draft and I lost to him in the Swiss of the sealed, but beat him in the top eight and then ended up winning that tournament. And I made a joke about losing him to him in the Swiss and then beating him in the top eight and then winning the tournament again. And he was like, well, I hope that doesn't happen. And then I lost to him in the Swiss and then beat him in the top four in a 98 minute match. The judges were timing and then uh, unfortunately ended up losing in the finals too. <laughs> but uh, it was like pretty crazy.
0: That seems like a, a pretty good weekend, uh, to, to say the least. Pretty, pretty darn good. Um, I know that for a lot of us over the weekend, we weren't spending our time uh, beating Wyatt Darby at Magic the Gathering, but we were just doing what we could to get better at the game so that eventually we can also beat Wyatt Darby at some point. Um, I might be days, weeks, probably several years or decades away from doing so. Um, But some of us, closer than others. But it all depends on whether or not you're trying to get better at the game. So that's uh, what we're trying to do to be learning it. What we like to say is what we do to get lit uh, with Magic is what are we doing to get better at the game? And so, Sean, let's start with you. Uh, What's the the one thing you're doing this week to get better at Magic?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, this week uh, with the... BNR update today, I kind of combed through the pioneer lists while I was at work, you know, because I'm a magic player and I don't really do work, so (laughs) I was combing through deck lists all day, um, looking at lists that I want to try testing out this week, so I'm going to start with, obviously, some form of blue eye control, and then uh, some kind of nexus deck I want, I just want to not interact as much as possible, so I think the nexus deck might be really good. Uh, lane i want to try to investigate this week so i'm going to be spending a lot of time this week testing nexus uh with some locals probably playing it a couple hours every night so looking forward to that nice
0: uh caroline what about you what's the one thing you're trying to do to get better at magic this week
1: Uh, So something I'm working on right now, um, this weekend, coming up for MC6 in Richmond, Virginia, which is currently where I am, um, from my lovely hotel room, I will be working behind the scenes on the coverage team. I'm going to be updating life totals in the feature match area, um, which is super fun. I'm really excited. But it, it occurred to me that I'm going to need to recognize the cards very quickly. I need to know their names quite confidently and know what the cards do in general. So I've actually spent uh, a decent amount of time creating little cue cards that have like the picture. It's a black and white copy. Unfortunately, I didn't have a good uh, printer, but uh, the picture of the card on one side and then the name of the card on the other side. And then I'm like quizzing myself to try and figure it out. And uh, while it's not technically improving my play at Magic, I think it is actually going to be pretty helpful. The set will be just the best set that I know out of all of them. So that, that should help. I don't know. It's going if to be interesting. If life totals are
2: wrong, are we supposed to just send you a, like, do we at you on Twitter or what do we do?
1: I did get a message from Paul Cheon that was like, hey, I heard you're doing life totals. If so they're wrong, I'm just blaming you.
3: <laughs> now, did you have to learn, do you have uh, cue cards for both the regular and okay. the story arc?
1: So everyone has asked me this. I kind of cheated because I just went to Mythic Spoiler and just printed the spoiler set because I was kind of lazy and I didn't feel like doing that, but I found out that it just printed all the alternate arts. Nice. So I guess it's fine because I most likely know all the normal arts. And so technically, I guess I'm training myself on the alternate arts as well. I also had Kenrith in the pile and I'm kind of annoyed because I'm like, I don't need to know Kenrith in draft, but I guess maybe I'll need to know him in standard. and So I was annoyed.
0: Nice. Eric, what, what are you doing to get better at magic this week?
3: Uh, so, like I said, I played in that PTQ. Uh, but I also played five more drafts this weekend um, between the PTQ and Sunday and watching football and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I mean, just drafting cause uh, I feel like I have a like a pretty solid list and standard. i I, I kind of know what's going on. I'm just gotta nail down the last few cards, but getting the getting the last few drafts feeling more confident in the non-aggressive um, draft strategies is something that i I want to do before before thursday or before friday i guess
0: did you draft on arena or mtgo Uh,
3: on mtgo um unfortunately arena a lot of the times is just like learning what the bots want and uh an mtgo it's because it's people it gives me a little better test of like how how the the pro tour will go because like they'll draft similarly obviously maybe a little less skilled but uh, um similarly to the pro tour
0: yeah and i I, i've I've heard, as such, uh, of what it's like to draft on MTGO as opposed to Arena, and so I decided myself that um, you know what? I wanted to give one of those one of those you know in person player drafts, uh, but like you know, online, uh, a shot. So I, for the first time, downloaded MTGO.
1: No, uh, you didn't. Oh,
0: I did. I did. Oh,
1: my goodness. Rasky, what have we done to you? So
0: here's what happened. I opened it up, and I felt like to I pay was— $10. I had to pay $10. <laughs> I felt like I—and for that $10, I opened up what um, felt like an old MS-DOS game. And then after opening that up, uh, looking at all of this stuff and what's in the, the user interface and everything else that's going on there, I'm going, oh, my God. God, I don't know what to click. It's just so weird. So I'm like, okay, maybe if I oh, there's a how-to guide. So I find that online, and the how-to guide, the how-to guide is kind of like the equivalent of being like, hello and welcome to brain surgery for dummies. Uh, this is a 400-page document, which will go through all of the ins and outs of how to operate MTGO, uh, which you can just learn in 5,422 simple steps. And so I'm looking at all this stuff going on there. It's the equivalent of like, I now know the equivalency of Basically, Magic Arena is a really fancy version of Microsoft Paint, and then MTGO is like Photoshop, where it's like it has it's seven, Excel. it's Excel. It's great. It has <laughs> 17,000 different things you can do at it, but if you don't know what you're looking at, it just looks like a whole bunch of buttons. Um, so that was what I did over the weekend, was literally spend some time like learning the interface of MTGO uh, and going, what have I done? Oh my oh, goodness. How,
1: how, many, how many turn ones did you skip through? And not play a land.
2: <laughs> Wait until you get to a bug that, like, just shouldn't be... Like, pillar of flame doesn't work, and you just don't get to cast it. Wait I, till you have get you to guys, a... <laughs>
1: have you cast Convert, or, um... Oh convoke. Gosh. Convoke? No, not Convoke. What's the one with the... If they three mana... Oh, Adamant. Have you cast Adamant yet?
3: Oh, no, nice. nice. I Adamant
1: not. is... Friggin' rough <laughs>
3: like it, is nice it's
1: not intuitive at all it, it's basically has you freaking out right until the end and you're like oh i did it good <laughs>
0: <Nice."> <laughs> it was the same thing we were talking about earlier is like i started it and i didn't put any stops in so yeah it was just basically me playing and all of a sudden uh-huh. just going okay <laughs> welcome uh, the the game is started and your turns done wait what what no it's done but I wanted to play link. Sorry, Nope. you have no stops. Turns done.
1: Wild West. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Uh-oh. I wish you like recorded this so we could just give it to our our listeners and be like, watch a new play, Moto, <laughs> get some quick bait in there. Uh, we might
0: yeah, have. Playing, we might have to do that. Just put Modo that on YouTube. Twenty
2: nineteen. What a noob.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just sitting there and being like, yeah, we'll just have a freight All right, here we go. We're gonna start a draft and, what what happened? Why did I lost? <laughs>
1: God. How many times did you drag a card? Because I actually legitimately oh, do that so all the time. so many. So many. Yeah.
0: I was yeah. like, oh, I'll just drag this. I'll drag. Okay, what if I... Yeah. And then you accidentally right-click and go, oh, look at all this stuff I can do now. I didn't even realize you could right-click. Oh, my gosh. I'm putting all that together. Uh, but that was, that was my exercise in futility. Uh, so hopefully at some point I get to be somewhat fluent in the ways of MTGO, but... Uh, uh, before I get to that point, I just have my dreams of, of making it to, uh, you know, some type of mythic championship or went, going five zero in something on MTGO. But there's plenty of other events that I get to have dreams about uh, making coming up in the next week or so. And that's that's why Caroline's got the complete rundown of, well, really, she's going to be in some of these things. So, again, we will continue on with this topic of where in the world, Caroline Cavanaugh. Caroline, where are you going to be in the world of magic? What is coming up over the next week or so?
1: Well, physically in the world, I'm currently in Richmond, Virginia, um, which isn't meaningful to many people. But I actually live in in a town called Richmond. It's just very far from here. So when I was traveling on Sunday, I was traveling from Richmond to Richmond, but 13 hours transpired. So that was pretty funny to me and three other people. Um, but so as we have mentioned this weekend, on f- starting Friday, Friday bright and early, uh, I. Assume nine a.m. Eastern time, so pretty early on the West Coast. uh November eighth to tenth is MC six. uh It's a paper. It's one of the la- the only last or the last. Okay, that was weird. <laughs> the last Mythic Championship of a paper it's a trading card game. Uh, going forward, they'll be called Players Tours, and they'll be slightly different. um And so this is pretty exciting. It is probably going to be the tournament of Oko. I don't. Really see the seventy-four percent that was mentioned earlier in this, uh, in this call. But I, I think it will have a high percentage. I think there'll be enough variation of different Oko decks that they'll they'll consider it like a forty percent deck. But I, maybe added together, there'll be seventy percent. I don't know. Um, and then the after that, so on the eleventh, I'm making sure this is right. Yeah. So on the eleventh, there will be technically another Pioneer ban um after Whoa, lunch breakfast not
2: necessarily a ban
1: announcement a ban announcement uh, after lunch breakfast dinner maybe midday tea it's really unclear their their style for that yeah, i do i um, hope
0: i hope it's midday tea that would be fantastic
1: i mean it was today it was basically at midday tea uh and then that weekend actually november 15th the 17th is gonna be the scg invitational pretty big deal for the scg grinders of the world they um Most of them I know are chasing points. The points pretty matter for whether it's the uh, Players' Championship, which is in December, or I think I saw something about X number of points gets you a buy next year. I I actually don't play the SCG, so I don't know how important the points are, but from Twitter, they seem important. Um, We also have a ban and restricted announcement for all formats. I'm if it's also Pioneer, because it's also on a Monday. But it's on um, the 18th, which is not after the Pro Tour. It's actually a week after the Pro Tour. And this is pretty interesting to me. Um, I-, I have some tinfoil hat theories. It's pretty interesting that it's like specifically after the Invitational. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure why. It, it ends up not mattering because the Invitational switched to Pioneer, but it was originally standard. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, and then it's actually itself, the ban announcement is two weeks before uh, the last of many <laughs> Mythic Championships, which will be MC7, which is an arena uh, championship. And it will be on December. Uh, I'm actually not certain, but I'm pretty sure it's December 6th to 8th. But if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I'm 90% sure it's December 6th to 8th. Um, So that's kind of what we got going on. I'm only going to be at all of those. I'm only going to be at MC Richmond. I guess I'll be physically present at ban and restricted announcements. I just won't be, like, at the location of them. Unless the location is Twitter.
3: Afternoon tea. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I'll be the reason that, that it's delayed. Yeah, I'll they call happy. Caroline
2: up and they're like, we have no idea what's going on. We really need your input we'll f- right f- now. We'll
0: find that on That's Twitter. That's a
1: bad idea. I'll say bad nothing. <laughs> we'll I'll be see, like, No hey, pants. Think of all the friends. We'll <laughs> see
0: that on Twitter. I it's like we she, should, she's going to post a of photo heavy. of herself like at, at Watsy headquarters with a nice little saucer and a teacup being like, guess where I'm at? Guess what's not getting banned? Anything and just sip.
3: Caroline would actually allow Tron to enter Pioneer.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, Just the Urza not uh, Karn Liberated. Just the Urza
1: Have I not showed you that model green deck? It already has all the things just need the Tron lands. (laughs) 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 Remember I talked about it in episode one, episode like two or three. I was so excited by a Boreal Grazer. Also, how come Tron doesn't play a Boreal Grazer? Just saying.
0: (laughs) Well, that's something we'll have to dig into for next episode. I know, but I'm just saying... I think that's enough from us for today. That's going to do it for us for this episode, but we will be back next week to talk more about Magic the Gathering, about Pioneer, about uh, afternoon teas and everything else that can go on from bannings and restrictions to... Uh, how delightful the interface of MTGO is! But uh, the one thing that is always certain is that if you want, you can learn more about us and our organization by visiting uh, Swagoi Gaming, which is www.swagoi.com, and then you can meet all of the, marri- <laughs> all of the members of our various uh, esports team. And then uh, we can go around the table. And where can people find everyone else on the inter on the interwebs? Caroline, where can where can people find you?
1: Uh, well, I can be found. Anywhere, really, but mostly in Twitter on, at Mighty Linguini M I G H T Y L A N G U I N E. I'm also on Instagram. That's fun at the Mighty Linguini, uh, and I'm on Twitch at Twitch.tv/theMightyLinguini. I do stream on Wednesdays. I always have a magic guest, but I don't always play magic. Um, I actually don't have a stream schedule this week because I don't think my poor little laptop will support it. Um, but I'll be back next week after the MC. So um, come and hang out on Wednesdays.
3: Eric, how about you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Conan Hawk, or you can find me on twitch.tv slash Conan Hawk, where I stream Monday through Friday. However, uh, if you follow me on the Twitter, you can find out that I will uh, like exactly when I'll be going live. And then also the fact that I won't be streaming uh, this Thursday or Friday because of the MC Richmond, because I'll be playing
2: sean how about you yeah you can just find me on my lonesome twitter at mr toolshed uh, nothing fancy but come say hi i uh i love to hear bad pioneer deck lists, so hit me with your best shot
0: and as always you can find me on twitter twitch well really anything really at brasky 1142 and that's gonna do it for us for another week but we'll see you again next week so have a great time everybody
3: bye everyone bye
0: When you see it, <laughs> right when I talk, you smack your. Mm. <laughs>